Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by the Science Ambassador Scholarship, a full tuition scholarship for a woman seeking an undergraduate degree in science, engineering, math, or technology, funded by Cards Against Humanity. High school students and college students can apply this month at scienceambassadorscholarship.org. Are the applications open yet? Uh, They will be in about a week, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. By I think, I mean, I should know that, but I think it's a week. (laughs) Jen's in charge of the scholarship. (laughs) Congratulations, Jen. Thank you. This is about me. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... What is... Uh, assholes, assholes, shitheads. Whether whether the asshole is present currently or you in the future. Ooh. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Assholes between humans do a lot of poops. Genius. Comedy genius. <laughs> Thank you. I took one improv class. <laughs> I could tell it really went to your head. I did, actually. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been in the studio because we recorded those the last two episodes in the same day two weeks ago. Yeah, I like how we're so baffled by that. Like, yeah. I can't believe we were so responsible to come in on a Sunday. Not not only coming in on a Sunday, but then record two episodes. Like, Trin and I cannot stop applauding ourselves <laughs> for being one episode ahead of schedule. We still are. This is right now today is Friday, September 8th. What even is time? It's uh, a construct. It doesn't make any sense to me. Nothing but a number. Trin, I got to be real with you. I really want to start doing the questions for this one because they're so juicy. Jen, you can always be real with me. First of all, second of all, I agree. This is like the Riverdale of friendshipping. This is like the OC, the gossip girl of friendshipping. These questions are drama. They're intense. They're intense, intense little shits. How about, do you want to read the first one? Yeah. Okay, please do. Okay, ready? Yes. Hi, Jen and Trin. I feel like I need your Jedi-like advice about how a friend is behaving. First of all, thank you. Second of all, here's the rest of the question. (laughs) A bit of backstory first. I've known this guy for nearly two years, and we worked and played games together. Recently, he moved away, and it'll be a really long time before I see him again. While he was still here, we got into a pretty heated discussion about refugees and Muslims, and the argument ended with a stalemate as he refused to address any of the points I raised against his argument. Now, he's moved away, and he's brought up this old argument again, still giving no evidence for his points, which appear to be racist and sexist and ignoring all of my counterpoints. I've tried asking him why he's brought this up again since he knows we disagree, and he ignored my question. After my last message called him out on this, he's still ignoring what I'm saying and is trying to deflect the conversation into calmer water since it's getting pretty heated. Should I let the conversation be turned back to safer territory, or point out that once again he's ignoring my responses? Barring this topic, he's been a good friend, and I'm really disappointed and a bit surprised at how he's acting. I don't know how to tell him he's being a bad friend to me without it sounding like I'm making an excuse not to argue my point. But I also don't know if that's just my pride talking. I think that it's great that this person is putting in the effort to like to do the work. Like this is clearly they're dealing with somebody who is shitty and the world is full of shitty people. And, you know, white people, we have to step up and have these conversations that are difficult, maybe, and talk about how our country feels about Muslims these days because we've been really garbage. And 
I want these conversations to happen. Right. You know, you've got to challenge people's sexism. But this person's a good friend. Yeah, I'm confused by the phrase good friend. Yeah. Okay, so Trin and I have had our coffee and our morning crunchies, and we are ready to fucking ruin someone's day. So here we go. This debate you're having, like Trin said, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're fighting the good fight. Keep doing that. But this debate about Muslims and refugees, like humans are not up for debate, actually. We don't know the nature of the debate. You didn't, you didn't provide details, which is fine. Uh, but we see a pretty tremendous red, red flag waving in our faces, like, and we are going to acknowledge it right now. You are having a debate about human beings who deserve dignity and rights? Like, are you pro or a con basic human rights and decency? I mean, I'm pretty sure you're on the pro side here, but I'm a little confused, like, how this makes this person a good friend. I feel like that they, this person in this asker is on pro humans side. First of all, they listen to friendshiping. Uh, right. You have to kind of like humans to care about friendship. So we, we did a little digging. By a little digging, we, we read the, the signature of the person. This, this person is a woman who is asking this question. Okay. Ask her. Your friend is sexist. He is treating you as he treats women. If he's a sexist, he's going to interact with you as though you are a lower human being than him. And that is exactly what he's doing. He's ignoring what you're saying. He's calling you up just to yell words at you. He's not listening to you. He doesn't care how you feel intellectually because he's a sexist. And that's the thing. So we always say you can forgive whatever you want to forgive in friends. And nobody's perfect. Everybody has room to grow. Even the most shitty, problematic person. I, we definitely believe that there's hope for them, even though you don't have to put in that energy yourself. What we, we want to, to, to hammer home is that how could this sexist person be a good friend to a woman if he is a sexist? He's treating you the way he treats people that he is prejudiced against. No one wakes up in the morning and announces into the bathroom mirror, I'm going to mistreat a woman today. Cannot <laughs> wait to mistreat an entire gender. Everyday sexism is this. It's ingrained behavior. It's like calling women pushy or mean when they're experiencing a normal human reaction. It's telling women that they should smile more when mysteriously they've never ever said that to a man. How weird. That's so strange, Jen. How would that work? It looks like a phone conversation I had last week when I was looking to hire a vendor. And this man kept asking me, so who's going to make the final decision on this? Mm -hmm. And I said, me. I'm, I am. You're talking to her. And they go, oh, okay. But like, who's going to make the final call? And I was like, still me. You're still talking to her. And I had to convince this older man that it was indeed me, my job to make a final decision. Ooh, it feels good to get off my chest and into the podcast world. So here's what this dude is doing. He's making sure that you hear his opinion. Yes. You have to know what he thinks. It's the one that matters, Jen. Right. And when it comes to hearing you out, no. Well, I don't. That's silly. Come on. <laughs> she's got feelings and emotions. She's feeling emotional. That's she's, why. She's obviously emotional about this. Yeah. That's like, I mean, obviously treating Muslims and women like human beings. It's a completely irrational, emotional point of view. It's silly. God, I hate him. <laughs> I don't like so him much. either. Uh, the truth is, is that this is not the last shitty person that this asker is going to encounter. Yeah, yeah, not at all. It's not. Okay, and I feel like maybe I'm projecting a little on this asker because I've been this person before. I think you are surprised at how shitty this person is because you mentioned they're a good friend, but I see no evidence in this question that they're a good friend. 
you didn't mention any redeeming qualities. And usually when there's some pretty obvious redeeming qualities, people mention them. They're like, he's really good at blank. He's really a good listener. He really blah, blah, blah. But we didn't hear any of that. And the, what is a good friend to you, Asker? Uh, and I and I want to be really clear that when, when we said we're going to ruin someone's day, we mean the, the person you're asking about. We think you're great. Well, we might ruin their day by revealing that their friend is m- more sexist than they thought. Is a dickhole. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just knowledge that you need to know, yeah. honestly. Jen and Trin giving you the business. <laughs> what is a good friend? So to me, what a good friend is, I think at the very baseline, is respects you, listens to you, and treats you like a full, complete human being who is not just a vessel for friendship. So a good friend isn't just some person that you invite because they spice up your game night. You know, that's a buddy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that what you may mean is that this sexist, racist person is a good buddy. Like, maybe they're, like, fun when you go out drinking. Maybe they've got, like, connections and they get you cool theater tickets or something like that. Hamilton! Yeah, use him, okay? They That's should fine. go see Hamilton now that, I'm, now that I think about it. God. Take them to Hamilton and make them sit in the front row and be like, don't blink this entire show. Immigrants get the job done. That's right. That's all I know about Hamilton, I'll be honest. Sorry, everybody, please don't write us angry email. I can hear the keyboards a-clacking. <sighs> God, please address them all to Jen, <laughs> not me. Uh, but yeah, so what I'm saying is that I, I don't understand how a person who is prejudiced against your gender could possibly be a good friend when all of the checkboxes of being a good friend will be missed. He doesn't respect you. He doesn't care about your opinion. He doesn't see you as a full and complete human being. He sees you as less than. And that is just the truth. You said, Asker, you said they appear to be racist and sexist in their beliefs. Listen, you're right. They appear to be because they are. They are racist and sexist. I know it's so shocking and difficult when it's someone who's your friend who's acting this way. But every racist and sexist person has a friend. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, Jen. That just blew so many people's minds. Because, right, when people think of abusers, when people think of racist, when people think of all that stuff, they think of big, mean, demon man just giant, uh, like like an avatar, the last airbender, you know, like a big demon from like the other side of the spirit portal. Like that's what you think of. But the truth is, is that they're all complete human beings too. It doesn't make them good. It doesn't make them forgivable. But you have to understand that when you are fighting racism, sexism, you are fighting your neighbor. Yes. They walk among us. Yes. You are among them. Right. It is the sea we are all swimming in. Ew. The sea's not gross. Well, it's a little trash filled these days. I was going to say there's like a giant floating plastic. So this is how I picture this. Yes. We're all floating in this sea, patriarchal, racist, sexist society. And some people are going to keep swimming in it and some people are going to try to reach land. Yeah. You are like swimming towards land here. And what's this person doing? He's like, no, I'm going to keep going out further. Yeah, I'm doing I'm, I'm doing OK eating algae and stuff. I want to stay out here. I like the plankton. Garbage. It's garbage. You, you are sprouting that second set of legs. You know, you know the, 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 the whale? You know how whales? You know whales. I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah. So whales, <laughs> they, have a, they have a set of hips because they branched out into, this is real. This is real science shit. They branched out into, you know, land creatures and they got little feet. They got little feet in the back. I'm still I'm still grappling with the fact that whales have hips. They got the hip, they got hips. Anyway, 
Uh, you're a hippie whale, and you're doing great. Keep making your way to the land. Just as Trin and I will keep struggling with this metaphor. It's a good metaphor. You will keep struggling in your friendships <laughs> to fight prejudiced people. I keep on thinking about how they're a good friend. They're a good friend. When people, what's the Oprah quote or whatever? When people show you who they are, you should believe them. Yeah. Like, it, there are some moments that are just character defining. Right. And you're going to want to ignore them. At least I do. You're going to want to make excuses and be like, they didn't mean that. Right. They're my friend. My friend doesn't really think that. But God, they probably do. They I mean, do. He, he seems to have explained at length that he does believe this. Yeah. And I'm so mad for you that you can't even get a word in edgewise. Like, how is it fair that this person gets to share all of their shitty beliefs? And then when it comes time for you to speak, the door gets shut in your face. Yeah. Like, ultimately, again, you did the right thing challenging this guy on his shitty beliefs. You did the work. And that is what we all kind of have to do. You know, I don't know that you are white, but I, I do feel that, you know, men, white people, anybody, any kind of privilege. We have to challenge each other within our privileged group and say, no, that's not how things are. But if this person is not receptive to you, then I just don't feel like you need to continue wasting your energy on them. I agree. I suspect, and I could be wrong, but I suspect that this asker is asking permission to be angry at this person. Yeah. I have so many friends who, after we've gotten into some wine and we start dishing, it comes down to us giving permission. This is a conversation with my female friends. It comes down to us giving each other permission to be mad about someone that's wronged us. Mm -hmm. Because so often people in my circle make excuses for other people. And it's because they're kind and caring and they want to think the best of people. But the truth is, man, you are going to encounter more shitty people than you think. Yeah. So what a downer. <laughs> yeah. But here's an upper. Oh, yeah. Give me that upper. I got an upper. Give me it. There are other people you can be friends with. Oh, shit. Do there are so many other there people. There are so many other people. You know what? You I'd be, be your fucking with. friend. Oh, my God. I would love to. So all of my friends are like this, that, that they will challenge you on your shitty beliefs. They're also good to party with. They're also hilarious. You know, that's what you want is you want somebody that's they on listen your, to friendship. They listen to friendshiping. <laughs> they are a co-host of friendshiping. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I man, I would say, ask her. One, it's time to move on. Two, keep up the good fight. God, keep having the conversations with people that you don't agree with. Because, man, I really think people need to start, like, talking to people they don't want to talk to to understand why this asshole got elected. We're never going to figure it out from Twitter. Right. We're just not. So keep having these conversations. But you don't need to be friends with those people. No. You don't need to waste time and energy and your precious youth on these people. Come join our friend group. Yeah. I think you'd do pretty well here. <laughs> so go make some new friends. This one sucks. He moved away. Who cares? Fuck yeah. him. I want to close this section with an, a quote from Captain Awkward. Oh, please do. Okay. <clears throat> quote from CaptainAwkward.com. You don't have to be fair when you choose your friends. Your opinion, your preferences, your subjective wants and needs are enough to say... I'd like to be friends with that person, or I'm not interested in being friends with that person. Damn right. Seriously. I swear half of friendshiping is telling people they don't have to be friends with people. I think that is correct, yeah. <laughs> or that they should stay home. <laughs> stay home with your pets and yeah. pillows. For, uh, for two friendship enthusiasts, we don't have many friends. True. And we don't go out very often. No. 
We don't. Weird how that works. Because we are, first of all, friends with ourselves. Yeah. The I love to get Im- friendly with myself. <laughs> the most important friendship of all. <laughs> Jen, that was so saucy. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was good. Yeah. It was good. So um, on the topic of masturbation, let's talk about the next question. <laughs> okay, <yay. laughs> Can I read it? Yeah. Hi, Jen and Trin. Hello. Hi. At my job, I occasionally work on projects with people from a different department. One person in particular is really nice. Here we go. Woo! I, I wanted to read this all sexful. To read it sexy like. One person in particular is really nice, charming, and we get along well. <laughs> Let's never do that again. Okay. That was so good. I don't see this person regularly on a day-to-day basis, but we cross paths occasionally. And in the case of some specific projects, we've worked closely together for brief periods. We've also gone out occasionally with other coworkers to social events after work. I have developed a bit of a crush on this person. I think it might be reciprocal, or at least I notice they treat me a little bit more affectionately than their other coworkers. I am not interested in a romantic relationship with this person. They and I are both in committed relationships. We've both met each other's partners at the aforementioned social events. And I get the sense that their relationship is a bit rocky, but honestly, it's none of my business and I haven't pried. So here's my question. Is it just okay to enjoy having a crush? I'm pretty shy in most respects, and I don't think I'd ever make an inappropriate move on someone. But I admit that I get a little charge out of the special attention that this person pays me. And I love being in their company because it makes me feel flattered and desirable. My committed relationship is meaningful to me, and I would never want to jeopardize it. But, and I can tell you this because this is anonymous, I have not been in a lot of relationships in my life. And this coworker is more attractive than anybody I've ever been with. (laughs) So I can't quite help feeling like I'm getting some attention that I missed out on by not dating around when I was younger, and that's exciting to me. I would hate to think that this is a form of emotional cheating, and I don't know if I'm trying to split hairs by rationalizing my crush as something that I should be entitled to enjoy. But I also think we should be able to enjoy things that make us feel good if you can control them responsibly. What are your thoughts? So many thoughts. So many thoughts. Okay. First thought, Trin, great voice read on that. Thank you. That was delightful. Wonderful. Uh, Second question. This is a crush sexy question, and I'm so here for it. Yes. Third, uh... I forgot the third point. Let's just get into it. It doesn't matter because the third point is, okay, so in my opinion, emotional cheating is a weird like thought police kind of word. I don't love it, you know, because there are, so I'm not saying that there isn't such thing as emotional cheating. I do think that there is. And what that is, is putting emotional energy into a friendship in which you feel kind of romantical that you would have put into your romantic relationship. And this is also very specifically towards people who are romantic feeling and who are in monogamous committed relationships. So it's like a really specific subset of people. But then like that makes clear sense to me. Like that does sound like emotional cheating, I guess. It's funny how that word, though that phrase has just like entered the vocabulary of the American public and we've all just agreed to it without really understanding what it is. Right. So like emotional cheating, in my opinion, is not like, when you have a daydream about Daniel Craig, that's normal. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. When right. you go, oh my God, that's the most attractive person I've ever seen. 
You That's can, not cheating. And and it can be like, I mean, you can fantasize about a real person in your life. People do that, and that's okay. Daniel Craig is a real person in my life. That Jen. is very true. He's <laughs> he's one of your many boyfriends. I have a quite a few. Am I emotionally cheating when I played Dragon Age? Like Yes. I <laughs> honestly is riding the line. Yeah. Because <laughs> I get I get very emotionally invested in specifically Alistair and uh, I made him a gray warden and he lived off in the woods uh with my my gray warden and they are in love. No, I think we've hit the we know what emotional cheating is and it's Dragon Age. That's what we it is. We found the definition. No more video games for anybody. <laughs> no more video games for girls. <laughs> but the but the truth is you're going to have Many, many crushes in your lifetime. And, and, and you're in, uh, again, committed, monogamous, romantic feeling relationship. So you have to figure out and sort out how to deal with that. Because this is not the last hot person who's going to have a crush on you. Sorry to tell you that. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry for this good news. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're, you, you seem relatively young for your question, even though you're like, I missed out on dating in my youth, whatever that means. It's not the last one. And I... If you want permission to have a crush, we give it to you. Permission granted. Right. However. Oh, big however time. I love this part because this is when we, when we shut them down. <laughs> I love this part in the question when we're like, do that. However. However. <laughs> crushes are fun until they turn you into an irrational hornball. And they probably will. They probably will. You know, it's probably lurking. So you have to be really, really, really honest with yourself, which is always a very difficult thing to do. No one wants to do that. God forbid I have one moment of self-reflection. Oh, it's terrible. Awful. Yeah. So are you, are you prepared to be very honest with yourself and keep yourself in check like every single day you're at work? Yeah, because here's the thing. Crushes, what they do is they bathe your brain in a delicious chemical drug bath. Mm, serotonin, baby. So good. And that's what you're feeling right now feels so good it's like this evolutionary thing and it's like i could fuck that if yeah. i wanted to i could i could fuck that i could get it i could get that maybe could could fuck it i could yeah. I, I mean i'm not gonna but what if i could but it's i mean right I, there it's right there right it's there. very close right. to be fucked right i could touch it <laughs> so so you have to be able to not just trust yourself but you have to trust yourself to like put that drug addled just 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 wild thing that you could become on a leash yeah put it on a leash this is what your brain does when it's feeling horny it's okay it's like turning a faucet on yes in your body it's like yeah 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 i'm sorry to use the like the i'm sorry i'm sorry to compare gushing water to the feelings you're having but that's like what's raging through your body right so, so long story short, can you control the lizard brain? Because you're going to revert to lizard brain. Horny lizard brain. Oh, do you, are, you're a horny lizard. Okay. Let me talk to the horny lizard person. Okay. So first of all, here are the red flags. For the first one you're actually kind of flirting with. You got a pink flag happening right now. Because the first one is comparing your crush with your current partner. So it's one thing to be totally honest with yourself about your attraction. And it's quite another to think, ooh, if I were only single right now, I could capitalize upon the situation in which the grass is greener and hotter. And hotter. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I mean, you could be honest with, like, damn, this person is hotter than anybody I ever tapped. That's totally, like, it's whatever. But if you're saying that and you're just like, if only, that's bad. Yeah. That's the first red flag. 
So you have to be honest with yourself. Is that a innocent little pink flag or is that an actual red flag that you need to stop, 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 stop it, stop it? A next yeah. one. Oh, uh, go oh, ahead. Sorry, okay. Jen. Sorry, Jen. Sorry, Jen. Okay, another red flag is if you feel the need to hide things from your partner, like hide your little crush friendship, hide your conversations with them. Like, like okay, of course, your partner shouldn't be reading your texts or emails or whatever. No. But if you and your crush are texting things that would get you into a huge fight with your, a serious fight with your partner, I think right. that's a pretty huge red flag. I know that sometimes partners get a little bit eh about when you have a deep emotional connection with a person who is of the gender or genders that you sexually prefer sort of thing. So like if you are a lady and you're hetero and you've got like a deep connection with a dude friend and it's not romantic at all, like sometimes they can be like, ah, why? You know, but that that's a different thing. Right. Right. That's a very different thing. You would know what you're doing. Next red flag. This is the one we kind of mentioned earlier, which is you're putting emotional labor into the friendship that you're not putting into your relationship. So if it's like, You're talking uh, about your childhoods and you don't do that with your romantic partner. Yeah. If you're uncovering territory that would just not be on the table with your partner. Right. Like if you are having a deeper emotional connection. And again, it's another thing that's an innocent friendship thing that can happen between complete total friends. But keep your eye out on it. The next one. This is a huge one to me. (sighs) If you're by to me, I mean, this one really rubs me the wrong way. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. If you're complaining about your partners to each other regularly. Yeah. And it's totally okay to get perspective on a fight or a conversation you've had with your partner with a friend. But I don't think it's appropriate with a friend you've had that you have a crush on. Right. Because it can seem like you are saying, oh, my partner is so bad. You wouldn't do that to me, though, Rescue would you? me. Rescue me. Let's rescue each other. Aw, we can be so happy if we just weren't in these committed relationships in which we put a lot of emotional uh, labor in and energy and time. And don't get me wrong. If this were a movie, this would be a sexy movie. It would be a very it would be sexy, sexy movie. The tension yeah. would be delightful. I would enjoy this movie. But uh, it's not a movie. It's not, not a movie. Yeah. And it's okay to enjoy crappy romantic movies. Absolutely. But, this, but you don't want to live one. No, 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 no. Humans no. are way more complex than that. And we're not saying that like everybody who leaves their relationship for a relationship with a dis- different person is bad. That is not true at all. We're also not saying you having this crush is bad. And we're not saying that if you end up leaving your relationship to abscond with this person that you're bad. That's not true. But well, we are giving you advice for what the, the situation which you described which is you want to stay in your committed relationship and you want to enjoy this crush without jeopardizing that. Yeah, the question ended with, what are your thoughts? Here are our thoughts. Here they are. Let's get back into them. The last red flag. The last red flag. Any sentence that starts with, maybe in another world. (laughs) Maybe in a different reality. If only. I was about to say, if only. If only. And then you stare at each other. Just dreamy, far off stares. Eyes glazed over, married, maybe staring at each other's titties. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trin, what happens if you start getting or doing the red flag behaviors? What happens then? So you decide. You say, okay, I'm either going to get rid of the space between us and we are going to abscond. Or <laughs> <laughs> we are going to abscob. <laughs> abscob. Abscob. We're going to abscob. Romandibical abscablation. Uh, or you can create space. So you just watch your language, honestly, is the number one thing. Make sure that you are clear in the friendliness. Uh, say the word friends over and over again. It's really fun to be friends with You're you. You're a good buddy. <laughs> 
honestly, like it sounds really cheesy, but just stay, stating it, being flat out about things is very important. And honestly, they might pick up on that. And if they're like, I miss the old days when we would dreamily stare at each other's titties. Well, here's the thing. You can say, hey, to be honest, I think we need to be real with each other. Like, we've got a mutual crush thing, and that's totally fine. But we're getting to the point where I feel bad about what it's doing to my relationship. Yeah. Done. Man, nothing throws cold water on a horny situation like pure honesty said in a straight, direct voice. Yes. Absolutely. Stun people with your maturity. (laughs) Seriously. People will be like, holy shit, but we had a whole whole romantic story going on here. And it's like, no, I'm an adult. There's nothing... That quite kills a boner, like pure honesty. <laughs> that was a boner. <laughs> it was. It sounded like a sad cat. It was. Yeah, it was that as well. There's just no coming back from that, though. When you kill that boner. Yeah. Okay. There's something else in this question we had to address too, which was when the person was talking about the fact that they haven't dated a lot in their life. You know what? I haven't either. And I've definitely, when I was younger, was like, is there something I'm missing out on? Like, is am I wrong for not dating around this much? No, no, there's no right or wrong way to be. And oh, my God, life is not so simple that if you had taken this one path, you then you would have dated everyone else or then you would have ended up with someone else. If only life were laid out like that. But it's not life. Uh, is not a straight line. It's not a series of which lane you can take. It is it, it is. it doesn't make any sense, really. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but So I totally agree with you, Jen. And I think that. Whatever you may or may not miss out on by dating people, I think that you gain by having a strong relationship with somebody who cares about you. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that you gain something completely different in life by having somebody who supports you in what you do, who grows with you and who encourages you to grow. So uh, sometimes dating can do that to you. Sometimes having a, a good friendship can do that for you. But you are coming from a place where you don't want to jeopardize your your relationship, which makes us feel like it's a good one. And it's something that has helped you in your life. Yeah. I mean, I would not trade my relationship for anything in the world. For it, for a, I wouldn't trade it for a date with Daniel Craig. Holy wow. shit. I know. I'm admitting it. With Breaking. your own second boyfriend? Yeah. Weird. And then there are other people that are like, I would never stay committed to one person for this long. That's That's crazy. That's nutty. That's fine, too. That is fine. Yeah. And here's the thing. The grass is greener for you right now. It feels a little greener, doesn't it? Because you're horny. It's okay to be horny. It's okay. But like, you're not missing out. There are plenty of people that will disappoint you even though you're not dating them. (laughs) (laughs) I have to high five you for that. Oh, my God. Go play a dating sim. Oh, nice. Honestly, like, I know they sound so cheesy, but okay, so I love Dragon Age, which is like, you know, medieval dating sim with swords, and I just love romancing somebody I kill dragons with. Uh, But there's like a whole subset of games, video games. There's a whole subset of books, like romance novels. Like, get your kicks that way. And last but not least, this could be a thing for you. It could be that you, um, that this opens your eyes and you say, actually, I don't want to be monogamous. Actually, I do want to date around. That's also okay. That's totally okay. Yeah. So, like, guard your relationship that you love uh, with your life, if that is what you want. Or recognize that maybe you want to date around. We want you to know that however you come out of this, you're not bad. Or wrong. You're only kind of doing a wrong, bad thing if you cheat on your partner. Yeah. Cheating's bad. 
cheating is bad and we're not afraid to say it here in friendshiping. That's not a bad. I mean, it's not like the worst thing you can do in the entire world. And you're not doomed forever. No, you're not an evil person if you cheat on somebody. But we do say don't. It's a mistake. We recommend not making that mistake if you can help it. Yeah. Um, we think that you're great. And we think that you're a deeply feeling person and you are going to find your way out of this one way or the other. Just be honest with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And also the crush may burn away. It, it most likely. Here's the truth. It'll probably just burn It'll away. Pro- I think the most likely scenario is you're feeling feeling hot and heavy right now. And then you'll see them pick their nails and be like, wait a minute, they're a human being. Why yeah. am I putting them on this sexy pedestal? And that's when they become your like uh, loveless work wife. Which is yep. incredibly a great relationship to have, honestly. Like yeah. somebody to support you every day at work, but you like fart in front of each other. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's basically us. Uh, yeah. It's great. I, was, I said, that sounds awesome. And then I winked at Trin a little. Mm, I liked it. Wow. So has this been Friendshipping with this Jen and Trin? This has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. Hello. Well, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at DoFriendship. If you'd like to email us your questions, you can do that too at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Ian Parman, thank you for editing. Alex Cox, thank you for running the studio. Lauren Gallagher, thank you for doing all of our design. And Molly Lewis, thank you for our amazing theme song. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem. I think a good name for a dog is Miso Soup. <laughs>